brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Dossier. Her cloakroom story must be true. She mailed the ticket to herself, post-restaunt. As she climbs back into my Daimler, I hail a taxi. See that Daimler? Yes, Cuff? There's two quid on top of the fare if you can keep behind it. You're on. Here, you the old bill? Not quite, but that's my Daimler, and I don't trust the girl behind the wheel. Ah, women drivers, don't I know? <laughs> Hey, this is a bit of all right. Paddington Station, Cabby's dream. She could have let us anywhere. Right. Here's a fiver. Wait here five minutes. If I'm not back by then, we're all square, okay? Fine by me, Governor. That young lady, the one just before your last customer, where did she want to go? Uh, Anford, sir. Well, give me a ticket there. First class. There were three minutes to spare, and I made a dash for platform six. I pulled up just in time. A burly man in a dark suit was pacing bovinely past the platform entrance. The alarm had gone out in earnest. I hadn't a snowflake's chance in hell of boarding that train. I turned and walked quickly out of the station. The Daimler was where Valerie had considerately parted. I gave the car its head and I made Anford Station in three minutes under two hours. The London train had beaten me by a good quarter of an hour, but the local taximan remembered his female fare. Once seen, Valerie Woodchester isn't easily forgotten. He dropped her at the Golden Fleece. Come in. Darling, something the matter with our hospitality? Well, I'll be damned. Aren't you marvellous? How on earth did you know I was here? Professional secret. I do these tricks for a living. And now, suppose you tell me what John Kennett's papers were doing in the left luggage at Paddington Station. I had them with me when I came down for the weekend of the fire. I hadn't read them, of course, and John was sure to go on about them. So I decided I'd leave them somewhere safe. Then the fire happened and and everything, so I, well, I thought I'd better see what they were all about. And what are they all about? I don't know yet, but they look rather dull. If I let you see them, I don't see why we shouldn't work together. You do rather like me, don't you? Darling, I adore you. Well, I hope so. Because if you don't, I'm going to scream for help and bring the whole hotel in. On the other hand, provided you're reasonable. Darling, I can be the most reasonable man alive. On the other hand, if you even try to scream, I'll have no hesitation in knocking you out. And when you wake up, you'll have a headache and a pain in your jaw. The papers, please. Beast, take your damn papers. Thank you. Well? Nothing out of the ordinary. 
A detailed dossier of the sons of France. What you'd expect. Nothing to get killed for. Huh. Now, this is more interesting. What is it? It's just a scribble. Van Sanku, 25th of August. That's tomorrow. Which piece de mémoire noyé par Monsieur Cholage. Cholage? Isn't that the French president? It is. And the Hospice de Memoir is an old chateau converted into a sort of old soldier's home for great war veterans. He's opening the place tomorrow. Wait a bit. There's something else. What do you make of this? Remember the... Mm, no, it's John's writing, but that last bit's just a scrawl. Remember the... That's an R, isn't it? Remember the... It looks like Rinksty. Rinksty. A, a ship and a towel. Think, Valerie. He meant this for you. He, he scribbled it on the paper because he thought it would mean something to you. Is it a pet name for somewhere you used to meet? Oh, for God's sake, think. It's no good. It doesn't mean a thing. Something happens at Noye tomorrow, and this ought to tell us what. This is what Luca and the sons of France are murdering scared of anybody getting hold of. John must have thought you'd understand. If only you'd listen to him. I know. I'm a silly little fool. Isn't this photograph any help? This is Colonel Marteau, and that's Luca. Now, who's the other man? I don't know. But I do remember John getting excited about a photograph. What did he say about it? I don't know. I told you. I never listened. Well, I've got a sort of idea he said it would prove something about how Mr. Luca was a murderer, but... Oh, I don't know. Well, I'll take charge of it. And unbeknown to Valerie, I also took charge of the negative, which I'd found clipped beneath it. I rolled it up and slipped it into the top of my fountain pen. Ten minutes later, we were speeding towards the coast. I'll drop you off at Southampton. And then what'll you do? Dash back to your blonde girlfriend, I suppose, and tell her how clever you are. I don't have to tell her. She knows. You enjoy hurting people, don't you? Pushing around the women you meet like a little Hitler in the Reichstag. What in the name of all that's hurt? My God, how did you think of it? That's it. That's what? The Reichstag. That's the word on Kenneth's note. That's what he wrote. Remember the Reichstag. He meant the Reichstag fire. The Nazis, they did it themselves and they blamed the communists. That's how they seized power. And now Marteau plans to have Cholage assassinated and seize power for himself. Watch out! That car, they've got guns! Now, Luca, what about this story of Fairweather's? The... the, the... That you're planning to murder Lady Valerie? So you've heard. Yes, it has become necessary for her and Templar to be eliminated. That is why I sent for you this evening. I told you so, General. Uh, well, well if, if you think we're going to take part in any damned murder plot, you're damn well mistaken. I, I, I never heard of such, uh, well, such infernal impudence. When will you realize we are not playing games? French patriots have planned a coup d'etat for tomorrow. Of course, people will die. What do one or two, more or less, matter? Officially, we know nothing about all this. If the plot failed, don't think you'd be able to plead ignorance. Young Kennett gave some papers to Lady Valerie before he was killed. My men have recovered most of them, but the negative of a certain photograph was not to be found. That photograph is enough to implicate us all. How? I am in that photograph. So is Colonel Marteau, and so is the assassin. If I am implicated, gentlemen, so are you. I oh. do assure you of that. Well, 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 where are they now? A Templar and the girl, I mean. I've arranged for them to be sent across to Paris. It'd be easier to deal with them there. Within a few hours, the sons of France will be giving their own orders to the Sûreté. We flew over the channel in extreme discomfort, bound and huddled together in the luggage hold. Throughout the flight, I was working away against a metal flange of the ropes binding me, and by the time we landed, only a strand or two still held. We were blindfolded, shoveled into the back of a limousine, and driven for about half an hour. 
Then we were hauled out and led none too gently down a flight of stone steps and into a cellar. When the blindfolds were removed, we stood, hands behind our backs, facing Colonel Marteau. At his side, unbending as ever, was Kane Luca. Et prisonnier, mon commandant. Très bien. Monsieur Luca? Mr. Templer, among the papers you secured from Lady Valerie, there was a photograph in its negative. Where is the negative? You have me, old boy. I certainly do. We also have Lady Valerie. I know quite well that you would resist interrogation for a long time, and at the moment, time is precious. We shall therefore start with Lady Valerie. Oh, my God. The sons of France have an excellent treatment for obstinacy. Unless we're given the information we require, Lady Valerie will be tied up and flogged until we do get it. But I don't know. I don't know what happened to the negative. Simon, I don't know what you did with it. That's true. She doesn't know. She couldn't tell you even if you flogged her to death. In that case, I hope your natural chivalry will induce you to spare her any unnecessary suffering. Oh, Simon! Monsieur le Commandant, I ask nothing for myself. But are you content to record the torture of a helpless girl as the glorious beginning of your revolution? No individual counts for anything compared with the destiny of France. As a man, I should prefer to spare, mademoiselle. As a leader charged with the destiny of France, my course cannot falter. The fate of mademoiselle is in your hands. I see. And if I told you what you want to know, I suppose we should be murdered just the same. The sons of France do not commit murder. You will be court-martialed. Exactly. You'll get a fair trial by court-martial, and you'll be shot immediately afterwards. Those words were Luca's fatal mistake. There was clearly nothing left to lose. I burst the last strands of rope restraining me and seized the revolver from the holster of the nearest guard. Any of you can have what your friend got. You only have to ask. None of them asked. Then on my right, I saw a door opening stealthily. It was the third man in Kenneth's photograph, the assassin. Luca made for his revolver, so I leveled my sights between his eyes and fired again. And suddenly... Armed men in the uniforms of gendarmes were swarming in. Saint, may I have the pleasure of presenting Monsieur Senap, Paris Police. Ah, Monsieur Templer, I only regret that your message reached me too late to save you this inconvenience. My dear sir, I'm devastated to have troubled you. Oh, no trouble, Monsieur Templer, I assure you, a pleasure. I'm going to be married soon. Who's the lucky man? Captain Knightley. You remember him, don't you? He rescued me from the fire. So he did. Why do you think the general shot himself? I suppose he thought it was the best way out for him. Let's drink to him. To Sangor? Why? Haven't you ever wondered why all those policemen poured into that cellar in the nick of time? Well, Senap said he got a message from you. I sent no message. Sangor sent it. Luca committed the unforgivable sin. He reckoned without that spark of honor at the heart of the old soldier. Sangor went along with him most of the way, but cold-blooded murder it was a step too far. So, to General Sangor. General Sangor. That makes an excellent climax. A climax? I thought I'd write my memoirs for one of the Sunday papers. I told Algie about it, and he offered to buy them himself. How much did he give you for them? Ten thousand so far. He doesn't really want me to start writing them just yet. Just as well, really. My spelling's lousy. <laughs> <laughs> In The Saint Plays With Fire by Leslie Chartres, dramatized by Neville Teller, Paul Reese played The Saint, Kim Thompson, Patricia, Fiona Fullerton, Valerie, John Baddeley, Inspector Teal, 
Jonathan Keeble, Peter, John Hartley, Fairweather, Geoffrey Whitehead, Luca, John Turner, General Sangor, John Hollis, Oris, Andrew Branch, Knightley, Roger May, Marto, David Collings, the coroner, and David Timpson, Breen. The Saints was directed by Matthew Waters. Thank you.